This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you today. One week, uh, we are recording this Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And man, exactly seven days. This time, next week, we're going to be on pins and needles because, man, that third (laughs) overall pick, man, yeah, I'm with you, Martin. It is almost draft miss, and we've got a lot going on in today's episode. We're going to be here for a minute, ladies and gents. Um, Here's what we got. We're going to be doing, I finished my final mock mock draft, so we're going to be going through that. Full two rounds. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the second round picks, focus on the 49ers and kind of who's available and whatnot. With trades, I've got the 49ers making two trades in this whole ordeal. So uh, stick around a little bit because, yeah, it's going to get a little saucy. But this is the last one that I do. This is the same, you know, mock draft that I submit for, you know, if there's competitions out there or whatever else. And am I going to get them right? Uh, who knows? <laughs> but I think that the whole goal in this whole thing is to pay attention to where everything fits what positions are available because you know with the with the it, it's the conflict of choice this is kind of what it is you have to choose fix this position ignore that position you can't fix them all and when you look at the 49ers roster it's great it's among the best in the NFL and i think the front office agrees with that that's why they spent so much draft capital to move up and get their quarterback of the future but you have to make decisions and you have you can't fix them all cornerback you don't have depth wide receiver you don't have a number three wide receiver interior offensive line could definitely upgrade there 
Um, those edge rusher you can't have enough tackles. Sure, you get some more. That's all the stuff that is there, and so you got to figure that out, and you got to get out there. Now, a couple other things, just some simple housekeeping. Remember, we will be live days one and two on the draft right here on YouTube. If you're listening to traditional podcast method, you got to go to the YouTube channel, baby. That's where we're going to be at. We got giveaways galore. We have compliments of here is the take. We're going to be giving away two $50 gift cards day one of the NFL draft plus a jersey. And we're going to be giving away another jersey on day two. So giveaways galore. 49ers centric coverage. Hit that subscribe button. You got to do it. If you haven't done it, you need to do it. Go hit subscribe. Um, This is where we're going to be for everything. And so, yeah, uh, you know, we're not going to be putting the draft out traditional podcast. It's just going to be too long. We're going to start 30 minutes before the draft, and we've got all that stuff going on. To to qualify for these giveaways, uh, the two $50 gift cards, go to my pinned tweet on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. It is pinned. Retweet that bad boy. Follow those very simple directions. Uh, we'll be giving those away throughout the day on next Thursday. So a lot of fun stuff there. But before we jump into our mock draft, we got a little bit of news, baby. Let's go to the film. Let's do some film breakdowns. We got two new 49ers. Two new San Francisco 49ers a week before the draft. Kind of veteran minimum deals. Just plugging holes, getting that depth. The first one we're going to talk about is a running back. I did not see this coming. I want to be really, really honest with you. Wayne Gallman, running back, was with the New York Giants. He was a fourth-round pick in 2017. And I was really, really high on him coming out of Clemson. You know, if you remember back, if you look back, he was the co-team MVP slash captain with Deshaun Watson. You know, you go back to that national championship game over Alabama. He was pivotal. He was key in that game. Now, you look at some of his measurables. It's quite interesting. It's not a Coach Shanahan-type running back. Six foot, 215, much bigger. 4.6 40-yard dash. Not a blazer. 21 bench press reps, though, at a running back. The dude is jacked. Um, And you kind of see that in his film. I think if you look at what he is going to be for the 49ers, man, short yardage, goal line, that's his forte. But also, he's a jack-of-all-trades kind of running back. Catches very well out of the backfield. Very well. Um, You know, he could fill in. I don't think he's going to be, you know, pushing for starter snaps or whatever else. But what he is, is he's going to be that number three, number four running back that can do everything. You want good pass protection? Listen to this. This is my favorite stat I found on him. In his four years, again, he played predominantly the backup role for Saquon Barkley. 102 pass protection snaps, zero sacks, zero quarterback hits allowed. What else do you want from a running back? Catches the ball very well out of the backfield. And kind of the things that he's best at is open field kind of running and vision. Not a blazer. Not really a bruiser either. But a big upright runner that, you know, he's he's just, if you give him space, he works very, very well. But, again, upright runner, you know, runs through arm tackles. That's kind of his forte, what he does better than anybody else or better than any other part of his game. And so I like this. I like this. This is, I do have to be honest with you, all those people that have aspirations for drafting Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Javonta Williams, this kind of definitely puts a damper on that. So not only does Kyle Shanahan not usually draft running backs high, this makes it even more likely, unlikely because we have so many guys. We have Mostert, J- 
Jeff Wilson Jr., Hasty, Austin Walter, now Gallman. I know Austin Walter is just kind of a guy. Jermichael Hasty, I really, really like. But I think Hasty gets bumped down to that number four spot. There's not a lot more room for running backs. So maybe somebody falls. Maybe he does take a late-round flyer. But if I had to guess, you bring in an undrafted free agent or two, and that's about it. I think the running back room is pretty full. Now, the second one is at a much more prominent position. That is defensive edge rusher Arden Key. Now, this is a big one. Okay, He was a third-round pick in 2018 out of LSU. He just got cut from the Raiders. Now, you're saying, all right, he got cut from the Raiders. Why? That's very, very simple. This is a potential draft pick that a lot of people had first-round grades on. You look at his body, 6'5", 238, 82-inch wingspan, 31-inch vertical. He's huge, very, very athletic. But when he came out of LSU, his this was my draft write-up of him, okay? Arden Key, this was before he was drafted. Arden Key has all the potential in the world, but off-field issues and injury concerns will lower his draft stock. Um, you know, <laughs> seems... Very uninterested on game film, very undisciplined, lazy, doesn't keep contained outside. It's lots of different things going on and on. My player comp for him was Dion Jordan with no work ethic, which is hilarious because guess who he's replacing? He's replacing Dion Jordan on our roster. But it's that type of athleticism and size. Now, if you're watching these clips on YouTube, he fixed some of those issues. The production never came out. He only had three sacks in three years, and zero of those sacks took place in 2020. But his motor was better. Uh, it improved. You, you see effort consistently as you're watching film. You don't see him give up on plays like you did in college. He is all out. He's going very, very hard. I love that. Um, what's his role? It's a, it's a swing for the fences. You know, Does it mean he's going to make the roster? No, definitely not. But he's got to be fighting for that last spot, um, you know, and in the edge spot. Also, kind of what this takes away it has nothing really to do with Arden Key. I think Ronald Blair failed his physical. They brought Ronald Blair back, tested him for a physical, then we didn't hear anything. I don't think he passed it. Now, they might bring Ronald Blair back if we don't address that in the draft. And I think that's kind of a main issue that we'll have to see there. You know, Drew, I see your question here. I'm seeing Jalen Phillips dropping to the end of round two. I don't think that's going to be a possibility whatsoever. Uh, anybody that, you know, I, I understand that the injury history is there, but if you look at the snaps that he was able to play, Jalen Phillips we're talking about here, that dude just crushed it. <laughs> um, his pro day crushed it. Season crushed it. I'm not worried at all. Injury history. He got ran over. Uh, he was on a moped. He got ran over and caused some concussion issues. I get that. But, man, you look at Jalen Phillips. I'm telling you right now, I have him number 15 on my big board. A lot of people will have him the number one edge player. I don't think there's any way he makes it. But if he is there at 43, to your question, hell yes, you draft him. I trade up to get Jalen Phillips if he falls. He's the most complete defensive end by far. Um, he is. He's great. He's really, really, really great. So, anyway, these are some of the players that we got there. You, know, you add in, sorry about that, guys. You add in, you know, two of these new players. And I, I think you got depth. That's what these guys are. Are they locks to make the roster? Nope, don't think so. But what they do is they provide you the opportunity to not address certain positions in the draft. This is what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch do everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. 
Um, every time before the draft, you plug these holes so that you can go with the best thing that is out there. Uh, what's up, our boogie? Uh, finally made a live stream. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Shout out to the countdown crew. Man, I'm excited. We, we've got so many giveaways. We got the draft giveaways. We're going to be doing more giveaways after the draft, too. So just, man, countdown crew, appreciate you guys. You are the best. Uh, you are the best. And, and, you know, Jason, I love this. He, he wrote this before I said it. The front office has done a great job at filling the needs. Now we can focus on best player available and starters. So uh, I'm with you, Jason. And as we go through our mock draft, that's what you're going to get from me. Much more best player available, much more let's get starters mindset than just plugging you know, backup spots and whatever. I don't see that. I really do feel that where the 49ers currently are, man, go get it. Why, why not? It's it's there. Everything is ripe for the taking currently. And that's how I see it. And I really do think that's what we're getting out of this draft. Because there's just too much. There's too much there. Too much meat on the bones, if you will, in this draft class to, to not go get it. If you're going to trade all this draft capital, right? You're going to trade it all. Why? Why? Unless you are ready... To go get what you got to get to win the Super Bowl. You're, you're all in. So I, I'm with you there. Um, so without further ado, uh, before I jump into this mock draft, it's going to be a beast. So buckle in, baby. Uh, I do have to get in a quick word from our sponsors. My bookie, they're the best. Here we go. Guys, our sponsors from my bookie are back. They are the absolute best and have been one of the people that have been with us, companies that have been with us since the start. These guys are incredible. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime. And the best part about mybookie.ag is this. Your first deposit up to $1,000. They match half. So if you bet, put $1,000 to get started, they're going to give you 500 bucks to bet with just for free. Now, rollovers do apply. And if you have questions on that, go ahead and call their customer service, which is top-notch. This is not one of those sites that you need to be worried about whatsoever. We've been with them for three years. You bet, you win, you get paid. It's so simple. And here's the deal with the draft so close. There are so many draft props to bet on. You think you know who the 49ers are picking number three? Go make some money on that. You think for sure so many cornerbacks are going to go in the first round? Guess what? There's a prop for that as well. They have so many countless props. You can bet sportsbook, live betting, casino, racing, you name it, they got it. It's a trusted site. Love it. Head over there, mybookie.ag, and when you use promo code 49ers, they match half of your first deposit all the way up to thirty, uh, all the way up to a thousand dollars. These guys are the best. Mybookie.ag. All right, I got another betting special for you. I got my DMs are full with hey, draft bet props. Help me out, and I love it. I love it. So my bookie, they've got so many. You can bet when the first punter comes off the board over there. Here is my betting special. I gave you two last episode. This would be the last one I give out. Uh, if you want more, I'm gonna list every single draft prop that I bet on, which is a lot. Uh, I'm gonna put that up on the Patreon page. Uh, so patreon.com, 40 hours rush podcast. If you're one of those betting people, you want them all, I'm putting them up there. This is my favorite bet on here. It just got updated. The odds keep changing. Who is going to be the first offensive lineman to go off the board? Rashawn Slater's minus 500. The payout's not great. The odds, I'm sorry, Rashawn Slater is plus 300. Panay Sewell is minus 500. I love these odds. Um, I think it's about a 50-50 shot. I have Rashawn Slater rated higher 
um, than Penny Sewell based off of film, based off of metrics, and I, that will be reflected um, in this mock draft that we get to in a second. But I'm putting $10 down on Rashawn Slater getting picked first before Penny Sewell. That's bet 10 to win 30. I love I love Slater's uh, film. It's so good. You watch what he did to Trey, or sorry, to Chase Young. He owned him, <laughs> put him on the ground several times throughout the game. Rashawn Slater is so clean. I love Panay Sewell as well. I have him back to back in my rankings. But whenever you're giving me that big of an odds adjustment, the plus three hundred for Ron, Rashawn Slater again, I've got a coin flip. That's why I'm putting that money down there. Also, the number three overall pick. Man, let's jump into our uh, our mock draft here, baby. Uh, picks one and two, I don't have two different. I've got Trevor Lawrence, then Zach Wilson. Pick number three. You know, the, the Vegas odds have changed. First, it was Mac Jones. Then it was Justin Fields. Then it was Trey Lance had the best odds. Now it's back to Mac Jones. And Trey Lance and Justin Fields are tied. And, yeah, you guys know me. It's Trey Dan Lance. Trey to the Bay. That's what I want. I love it. The Recovery 716. Thank you for the gift. That is awesome. He uh, he says, always love the show. Hashtag Trey to the Bay with three exclamation points because it's pick number three. I love it. I, I, I'm Trey Lance. Why would I change it? I, I've been very adamant that he was my favorite quarterback. I've been adamant before the 49ers traded up that I thought the 49ers would end up with Trey Lance. Now that they have traded up, they have the option to get him. I love it. Would it if it's Justin Fields, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. But I want Trey. It just makes too much sense. Here I did a whole nother Patreon breakdown off of another game of his. And this was by far one of my favorite clips. You know, the big things that Trey Lance gets docked on is accuracy. And, you know, he runs too fast. Or, you know, he, he gets through his progressions and just wants to run. Now, one, the accuracy is a little bit of an issue. But he played with by far the worst wide receivers ever. And I've got plays to prove it, baby. I got the receipts. Here we go. Uh, real quick clip just from Trey Lance and just spot-on accuracy despite terrible wide receivers. I don't want your quarterbacks getting hit. But a 6'3", 224, he could take a hit. Ooh, there it is. Golly. And he dropped it. Look at this freaking dime. Drops it in the bucket. People say, oh, he just he doesn't have any layer or any feather on his pass. Look at this perfect ball. That is incredible. 1,001, 1,002, get the ball out, throw it to a spot. Man, you got to catch that. No separation. Doesn't matter. You can tell that dude ain't fast. Look where it hits him. Oh, it's so close right on the edge of the frame there. What a freaking ball. And he throws a good deep ball. And I get it. He's got a cannon. He can rifle it. But you see some nice touch where he drops it in the bucket. You saw it in the pro day. You see it in the game tape. Man, look at that. Put some air on it. Look where it hit him. Right in the hands. Right in the hand. Look at the coverage. Holy freaking. Ugh, it's so good. Catch the damn ball. I mean, there's just no separation there. You're throwing him open. Gosh, man, just put it right on the money. That is a perfect freaking ball. Woo! Look at that. Right in his hands. Nice ball. And, you know, I get doxing Trey Lance for his accuracy deep. I get that. But whenever you watch this game, he had three drop deep balls right off the hands. 
uh, two of them for, for touchdowns. And this was a close game. It was South Dakota State. You know, they're kind of rivals, whatever else. He played incredible. His stats didn't look great, but you go back and you watch the game. This dude 100% willed them to victory. I love me some Trey Lance. Does he have some flaws? Sure. There's no doubt he does. But I want the upside, the youth, the scheme fit, the speed running. The, I want it all. I want it all. Um, that's why I got Trey Lance going to the 49ers, number three. Brian Carter, thank you for the gift, my friend. Really appreciate it. He's a Patreon subscriber. We talk all the time over there. Uh, appreciate it, Brian. Love the support. So let's go through this this mock draft. Uh, Going to go relatively quickly because we got trades. We're doing two rounds, mind you. And again, I've got the 49ers, spoiler alert, making three picks before we're said and done here. So uh, stick with us here. Trey Lance at number three of the 49ers. I've got Atlanta going Justin Fields at pick four. Makes too much sense. Grew up right next to there. Cincinnati. Kyle Pitts. I do believe Kyle Pitts will be the very first non-quarterback selected. He's just too damn good. Um, I, I've got him really, really high on my big board, and it's it's just one of those things. You got to get this guy. Whoever gets him, they're going to love it. It, the problem is, tight end's been pretty spicy in the NFL and when they've been drafted. It hasn't gone well, but I've got Kyle Pitts going number five. Number six, I've got the Miami Dolphins. I know there's rumors of them about them trading out and all that kind of stuff. It's possible, but if they do fall back, it's not going to be far. They're going to get a premier pass-catching option for Tua. I've got them going Jamar Chase. There's a reason why they traded an extra first-round pick to jump from 12 after they traded with the 49ers all the way up to the top six. I think they stay there unless they get like a King's Ransom or something, but I don't see it. Jamar Chase, he's just too damn good. You know, I have Jamar Chase written up as Andre Johnson 2.0. That's what he reminds me of. He's just a physical freak. So pick seven. You've got the Detroit Lions there. Mac Jones still available. You got some wide receiver options. What is it that Detroit is trying to do? I got them trading out. They have punted on this draft. They're going to roll as much as they can, draft capital into the future. They're going to give Jared Goff a shot, but not so much because they love Jared Goff, but because they don't like this draft class. Because they can't scout, they can't meet with people, whatever else. The new front office, they're buying lots of time. So I have them trading out huge all the way down to, oh man, I hate this, but I kind of like this, but I kind of hate this. Number 15, I have the New England Patriots jumping all the way up to number seven. Now, what'd they give up? The Detroit Lions get picked number 15 from New England, number 96 from New England, number 122 from New England, and a 2022 second round pick. They got four picks out of this trade. They didn't get any firsts, but the, the draft numbers work out. If you look at the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, which is a good reference point to use, uh, why not? Go give all these picks up. New England, it makes sense. They get their quarterback of the future, Mac Jones. And man, let the storylines start to write themselves because the 49ers chose Trey Lance in this situation. Passed on Justin Fields. Passed on Mac Jones. These guys' careers will forever be linked. They will be compared to each other forever. Very similar to Eli Manning. You get, you know, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger. These guys will forever be linked together. And I love it, man. Uh, Mac Jones, I, I hope he goes to New England. I really don't want him to come to San Francisco. And let me say this. You know, I get, I get a lot of flack for not liking Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones. I really, really do. 
I have him as the 21st player on my big board. I have first round grade on him. I was asked way before the trade, what's the worst thing that could happen? I've said this on here before. If the 49ers traded up and got Mac Jones. If we stay at 12 and get Mac Jones, I think that's a great pick. Trading up to get Mac Jones, I just don't understand. Especially and if Mac Jones was the only quarterback in this option, then maybe you can make that argument. But whenever you add in you know, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, trading up and choosing him over those guys, that's just a double negative to me. I just don't understand it. And so it's all about context. But Patriots get their quarterback. They get Mac Jones. Pick number eight, Carolina. I've got him going Rashawn Slater. I told you guys. I want, I, I, Rash, Rashawn Slater's is too damn good. I think he fits exactly what Carolina wants to do. Um, he can play tackle, left, right tackle, guard, center. He can play all five spots. He is just too damn good, too damn clean. I've got him going number eight. Uh, to Carolina. Number nine, Denver Broncos. They missed out on their quarterbacks. So what do they do? They get the best defensive player and the first defensive player off the board. Patrick Sertain, the second. It just makes too much sense in a Fangio coach defense. Why not? Put them there. Another trade here. The Dallas Cowboys are on a 10. They wanted Sertain. Huge trade. The Dallas Cowboys dropped from 10 all the way to 13. So not a big drop, I guess. But I've got the Los Angeles Chargers trading up. You've got Justin Herbert, your quarterback for the future rookie of the year. He was incredible. Why not go get his college teammate at the biggest position of need? You got Panay Sewell dropping a little bit to the 10 spot. They trade up to get him. It cost them the number 13 and number 77 pick to go get him. So to jump from 13 to 10 cost a third round pick. But man, the Chargers get their guy. Offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Number 11. Giants stand pat. They get a wide receiver. Jalen Waddle's going somewhere. He's going 11 or 12. That's all there is to it. Jalen Waddle goes 11. The Giants pick the guy that the Eagles, who picked number 12 spot, wanted. So now you have Philadelphia sitting there at 12, and they're going to get Devontae Smith. I know a lot of Eagles fans don't want this just because they have a lot of small, shifty guys like Devontae Smith, um, but he's just too damn good to pass up. You put him on that offense. You've got to surround Jalen Hurts with some options to see if he's the guy this year. So get somebody that is proven. Devonta Smith was the best wide receiver in college football last year. Why not? Let's see how it plans out. Next up, Cowboys fell back from 10 to 13. They're on the board again. J.C. Horn, they want Sertan, but man, J.C. Horn, I have him ranked higher than Sertan. I think his ceiling is higher. I love his ball skills and physicality. They get a stud there at pick 13. On the board, number 14, this just seems to make too much sense, the Minnesota Vikings. They need toughness on the offense and defensive front. It's going to be O-line, D-line. There's not a lot of strong D-linemen that I like here. Elijah Vera Tucker, USC, offensive guard, tackle. Again, he can kind of do everything. You know, not as talented as Rashawn Slater, but so raw, so clean. Elijah Vera Tucker going to the Minnesota Vikings. Here we go. Detroit Lions, number 15, baby. You look at where they are. They dropped down from 7 to 15. New, you know, their coach, <laughs> one of the worst press conferences ever was whenever he talked about how he's going to be biting kneecaps and clawing and elbowing and all that stuff, whatever else. Go get somebody tough. Detroit stays with the local kid. Michigander. Quitty pay. Edge. Number one edge for me goes to the Detroit Lions. I like this. Number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. 
Who knows what the hell they're going to do. They're all over the place. I think one of the worst coaching staffs in the NFL. I don't think that they're going to be there much longer. I understand, you know, Kingsbury, they signed so many top-tier players and got them in there. Don't care. Don't care. I've got them taken here. I like this pick because they think they're smarter than everybody else and they're more creative than everybody else. They're not. They go Notre Dame linebacker Jeremiah Owusu-Koromo. The kid's so fun. You've got to have a plan for him. And they keep going with all these versatile pieces. You got Buda Baker, right? They went and got the huge Simmons, the safety slash linebacker out of Clemson last year. They're going with this positionless type of football where you're just getting superior athletes on defense. So it makes sense with what they do. I just don't believe in the coaching staff. Pick number 17. This one's a little bit out of left field. But I like this pick. I really do like this pick. The Las Vegas Raiders, man, they overturned their entire offensive line. They got rid of good guys. They got rid of bad guys. They got rid of a lot. Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. This is a little earlier than people have him, but I'm telling you, this is not a reach. He is a Raiders player through and through, mean as hell, dirty, nasty, all those things. I've got him going 17. Again, a lot of people have him back into the first, early second. I'm telling you, Tevin Jenkins, he's going earlier than you think. I uh, want to say thank you, Mariah. Man, I love it. Uh, appreciate the gift. Thank you for all you do, John. Always great content. Hit the like button, faithful. Yeah, listen to Mariah. Hit that like button, baby. Let's get those likes up. Uh, it helps out with numbers and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, yeah, really do appreciate that. Thank you. All right, back to the draft number 18. Miami is on the clock again. You know, they got Jamar Chase earlier in this. Now, you're sitting there, you're Miami. What are you going to do? A lot of people are like, okay, this is the early spot for a handful of people. Miami and Alabama just make too much sense. Landon Dickerson. I don't. I wouldn't take this pick, but damn, his ceiling is so good. Four years ended with injuries, but Miami and Alabama just have way too many ties. The coaching staff there, it's a perfect fit for them. It's a gamble because the injuries... But it seems like his recovery is coming very, very well. A lot of people saw him doing all the cartwheels and stuff at uh, Mac Jones Pro Day, whatever else. He's a hell of a football player. Film's amazing. Just got to stay healthy. Um, I don't want him. He's off my board, but he's going this early. He's just too damn talented. Number 19, the Washington no-namers. Um, I've got them going offensive tackle, Christian Darasaw. He's really, really clean prospect. I like Darisaw a lot. He's going to be a first-round pick guaranteed. Plug him in, left tackle, no questions asked. Metrics are good. Film's good. You love it. Pick number 20. You're looking at Chicago's on the clock here. Obviously, they're not happy with what's happened. They stay in with Andy Dalton. I have them making a trade. They fall back two spots to the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans give up number 22 and pick 100 to jump up two spots. Why? Cornerback. That Tennessee defense is bad. Whenever I say bad, it's really, really bad. I think corners go very early in this draft. I, I really, really do, especially when you're talking about Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. Speed, freaking hyper-competitive corner. It's perfect for what Tennessee runs. They lost to Dory Jackson. You plug them in at the same spot, you're just done. And they've got to jump up in front of the Indianapolis Colts because the Colts could go corner there. Greg Newsom's not making it past 21. So, you know, I'm waiting for, you know, some more draft props to come out. But whatever comes out, Greg Newsom, he's going to the top 21. The Colts now on the clock. 
pick number 21. Offensive tackle is a major need. Joe Staley endorsed, baby. Dylan Redunds out of North Dakota State. Who would guess we'd have two players from the Bison of North Dakota State going in the top 21 picks? Um, tackles are going early. I'm telling you that right now. There's too many tackle-needy teams. Think back to how many people and teams were in on the Trent Williams saga. Why? Because every team has to have two good tackles. A lot of top-tier teams, the Colts, uh, Chicago Bears, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, there's a lot, Green Bay Packers, there are teams that want tackles. They are flying off the board in this draft. I'm telling you right now. Um, and we get to pick 22. Chicago falls back. A lot of people say wide receiver. That is a need. Another kind of, again, this one's out there. Not on a lot of mock draft boards. But when you watch the film, Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. You got to go get these guys. There's not, you're, you're starting to run out of tackles, and this is what happens every year in the NFL draft. One position starts to get picked. One position starts to get picked, and then there's a run on it. I got Liam Eikenberg. I have a second-round grade on him. But if you look at the amount of experience he's played, man, his tape, he's a mini Mike McGlinchey coming out of college. Now, <laughs> that, that hurts a lot of people in here. But you got to remember how clean of a prospect McGlinchey was. Very, very clean. And so Eikenberg, I've got him going to Chicago. It just makes too much sense right in their backyard. That's where he goes. Number 23, the New York Jets. You know, they got Zach Wilson earlier, number two. Why not just keep building for the future and going with ceiling-type picks? Number three player on my big board, Caleb Farley. They get him here. And so why not? Uh, you know, if he's got to sit, whatever else, I don't think he will. But go draft for ceiling at this pick. This is an extra pick that you got from Seattle for trading away a safety. Um, go get Caleb Farley. If it plays out, you've got an absolute steal. If not, you've got a lot of draft capital. It's kind of a best player available pick. I'm not taking Caleb Farley in the first round, but um, take that for what you want. Um, you know that that's kind of what it is. So uh, let's say this. Um, I'm seeing some stuff in the chatter. I apologize about that. I've moved, um, <laughs> quieted that person down. This is a good place for the faithful. Uh, we're not here to you know argue all you want. Don't attack people. That, I'm not cool with that. So uh, shape it up. And uh, if I see it again, you'll be done. Uh, so appreciate it. Thank you. Please let me know. It's kind of hard balancing all this stuff. I don't have a show programmer, so it's what it is. But, uh, man, Adam, appreciate the gift, brother. Uh, this is one of the questions that I am grappling with so much. Adam says this. We are a Jason Verrett injury away from having a below-average cornerback room. We need to double dip on quarterback in this draft. There's a surplus of them. Adam, I am with you, my friend. The question is when. There are so many corners in this draft. There's a lot of them. The third and fourth round is the sweet spot. Second round, there are some corners there that I like. There are. But, man, I can't differentiate my second round corners from my third round corners very much. There are a lot of potential. There's a lot there. And so, you know, as we go through this, I, I'm with you. Yeah, you got to get corners. Part of me says, I don't mind waiting on corner unless a stud falls. And I, I can't, the situation just hasn't happened. Let's see how this plays out. Because I think there's a couple guys there 
at the cornerback position, I love in the second round. Um, but I don't think that they're falling. You know, Asante Samuel, Greg Newsom, those guys I'm fine with. You get past them, Eric Stokes, Elijah Molden, ah, maybe. I have them in the back half of the second round. But the third round, I've got so many guys. Paulson Nadebu, Tyson Campbell, Aaron Robinson, Benjamin St. Juice, Kelvin Joseph. You get to the, even past that, Iafetu Melifonwu, Israel Mukumamu. Like, I know those names are hard to say. Keith Taylor, even later in that. There are so many good guys that are perfect fits in our system late. Ideally, second round, one of those guys falls. You know, if Asante Samuel's there, I'm running that card in. I'm with you, Adam. He can play outside, too. The question is, are they going to fall, and do you pass on a bigger position just because of that one thing? I think you're going to be able to bring in some corners after the draft that are some really good fits. I really, really do. Um, all right, let's keep going with this. Uh, we had Caleb Fairley going to the Jets at 23. Pick number 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is it, man. This is it. This, is, this spot is fun for me because it could be a quarterback. I don't have it going quarterback this time. Or it could be a running back. And as this draft goes on, here's the things that 49ers fans towards the back end of the first round need to root for. You need to root for running backs, offensive tackles. That's what you want off the board. Linebackers. The positions the 49ers don't need, that's what you want to start seeing going because that's going to push down some of those corners, some of those wide receivers, some of those edge players. That's what you want. So I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers pick 24 going Javante Williams. Oh, such an upset. Um, a lot of people want to say Najee Harris. I get that. Uh, Travis Etienne is the number one player on my big board. But when you look at teams, you look at scheme fits, you look at personalities, Javante Williams is just spot on exactly what they have always gone after um, in this draft. It's just their philosophy. It's who they are. Pick number 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got the best quarterback in the draft, number one, Trevor Lawrence. Now they're sitting here at 25. Jalen Phillips gets to stay close, you know, to Florida. And I just think this would be a perfect fit for them. I really, really do. Why not? Go get this guy. I think he's clean. I think he should go higher than 25, but I think he'll drop a little bit just because of the concussion history. But I like it. Pick number 26, the Cleveland Browns just cut. Sheldon Richardson's to help with the outside. Go get my opinion. The number one defensive tackle in this class. It's a terrible defensive draft class, uh, defensive tackle draft class. I think there's two studs there. Levi on Wuzuriki out of Washington. Man, just plug him in day one. They are building him bully on that defensive side he plays the inside i just think he would slide right into that sheldon richardson spot and nobody would skip a beat number 27 the baltimore ravens i love it let's see here they've been trying really hard to get a wide receiver well who's available terrace marshall jr goes ahead of rashad bateman are you kidding me i think this is a mistake but whenever you look at what the ravens do this is what they this is what they're missing all of their wide receivers have crazy speed. He's a height, weight, speed guy. The best probably in this draft at the wide receiver position. Terrace Marshall Jr. goes 27. Oof, I like it. I like it. Uh, it's, a, it's a perfect pairing. It really, really is. Number 28, the New Orleans Saints are on the clock. They don't really have a lot of huge draft needs. You're talking best player available. He fell for a while. 
And here's what happened. They get Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. He's going to fall, guys. I really do believe that. Very, very clear, uh, clean. And I'll just say this. He's got some major issues off the field. There's no doubt about that. Um, a lot of it is out there, but that's what it is. But Michael Parsons falling to this 28 spot, he's a hell of a player. If he was just an edge rusher, then, man, I'll tell you what, he, he still would be a first-round pick. He's just got to clean up his stuff off the field. We'll see what happens there. Green Bay Packers, 29. Aaron Rodgers has been clamoring forever to get some help. They've got to pick a wide receiver at some point. They just have to, man. They have nobody. I've got Rashad Bateman should go before this. Uh, I've got him going number 29 to the Packers. This would be a perfect pick. You know, he's from Minnesota. He's played in the cold. It, it fits what they do. Very, very physical. I love it. Um, you know, I don't like the pick because I don't like the Packers, but it just makes too much sense. Just makes too much sense. Let's go to number 30. Bills Mafia is in the house. The Buffalo Bills. Again, you're starting to see... A lot of those first-round players that are falling, these, these are their floors, right? Man, what do you do? Do you trade back up? There are some studs available. I've got Gregory Rizzo, Miami, Florida edge. You know, he came out, had the crazy awesome year, and then opted out, terrible pro day, just looks stiffed, you know, just kind of tall, scrawny, whatever. That's just kind of what he came across standing next to Jalen Phillips. That was bad for him. But this is kind of where he should go. Buffalo needs some help on defense. Their offense is packed and rolling strong. So, I love this pick. Kansas City Chiefs. They are on the clock at 31. They've got to get offensive line help. And again, the run of tackles is kind of taking place. But I've got them going Samuel Cosme. He fits in perfectly with what they want to do. The most mobile, you know, offensive tackle in this class. Him and Rashawn Slater ran a 4-8. I mean, the dude just flies. I think he would just step in at that left tackle spot, which, you know, they tried to fit with Trent Williams. He chose not to go there, thankfully. I think that this is just a perfect spot. I have a second-round grade on Cosme. But again, when you get to the back of the first round, you start to see a lot of tackles going off the board. You start to see a lot of these second-round guys going off the board. This is where premium positions get bumped up even if they have a second-round grade. So edge, corner, uh, tackle, quarterback, this is where they go. And I don't think I don't have a quarterback going another one in the first round here. But Samuel Cosme to the Chiefs, it's a perfect need, perfect situation. I think it slots perfectly. Tampa Bay. Ah, the Buccaneers, they brought back all 22 starters. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. They just get to sit back and say, you know what? Let's just go after a premium position. Aziz Ojalari goes here, and it broke my heart. Broke my heart. <laughs> I didn't like reading it. I didn't like saying it. I don't like it, and I don't like it now. Uh, that's just what it is, though. And, you know, that that's kind of the thing that happens. So Aziz Ojalari goes in the last pick of the first round. Uh, Adam, man, appreciate it. He threw out another gift. You guys are freaking incredible. I, I, and I like what you said here, too. The good thing about our roster, this is from Adam, is if our starting CB stays healthy, we can push corners to rounds 3-4, and there's no rush for them to see the field right away. They can sit them and learn. Um, you know, rounds 2 and 3, reserved for O-line, so many quarterbacks. I'm with you. 
Because this is the issue with the 49ers. They don't spend on quarterback corners. They don't. The highest draft pick that has ever been used by this front office on the cornerback position was round three, Akella Witherspoon, and they never went back after that. Never. They really do feel the pass rush drives everything. It's everything. Pass rush drives everything. And we see him bringing guys back like Dante Johnson. I even said his name. Oh, man. Uh, Must be a good day for me to be able to say that. But you're allowed to bring in these super high development type height, weight, speed guys at the cornerback position. Let them learn. Let them learn. Um, I do think that there's going to be a lot of corners. Richard Sherman's still out there. I don't think we bring him back. He's going to cost a little too much. I think the 49ers are only going to do kind of veteran minimum deals. Maybe heavy incentive veteran minimum deals. But you'll be able to pick up some decent veterans that are still out there. So you're going to get that option. That's going to be there. So I'm with you there. So let's jump into the second round. I don't want to go over all of the you know picks and whatever else. I want to jump to the 49ers on the clock at pick 43. Now, some people that have gone off the board before the 49ers pick. Okay, that are some important names. Creed Humphrey's gone. Asante Samuel's gone. Um, Jason Oway's gone. The 49ers are on the board at 43, and there's a lot of promising guys that are there. Joe Tryon's there. Love it. Dami Brown. Love it. You keep going down this. Carlos Basham. Rondell Moore. Elijah Moore. Lots of guys. Eric Stokes is there, right? Tyson Campbell's there. Ronnie Perkins is there. There are Elijah Molden. There's so many guys that are available at this 43 spot, if you don't get one of those top-tier guys, now, if Creed Humphrey was there, if Asante Samuel was there, um, I, I would make that pick, and I wouldn't even think twice if one of those were there. But where I have these guys grouped, again, this is a sweet spot. I've been saying this all along. Man, fall back. Fall back. Fall back, get some picks, because you're going to get the same player you would here at 43 as you would somewhere else. So I got the 49ers trading back with the Washington no-namers. So Washington jumps up from 51 all the way up to 43. Here's what the 49ers get. It's a two-for-two deal. And here's why I love this deal. 49ers are giving 43 and 102. The 49ers are getting 51 and 82. I freaking love that. So you're dropping back eight spots to jump up 20 spots later on. Um, and again, getting as many picks into that sweet spot as you possibly can. So Washington jumps up for a quarterback, Davis Mills. This is where he goes. And the 49ers just sit there and wait at 51. We get to 51. A lot of guys were gone. Um, Joe Tryon was gone. Dami Brown was gone. And you had, even had Eric Stokes gone. He went. That bothered me. That's who I wanted to go. I wanted to get that corner there. But again, back to my big board. And this is what you have to do here. I don't like the corners here. I like Elijah Molden, and I'm fine taking Elijah Molden. Here's my problem. Molden can only play in the slot. There is 0% chance he will ever play outside. He is 100% a slot guy. Uh, you know, look at Asante Samuel. He can play all three. Greg Newsom, he's an outside guy. Eric Stokes, outside guy. I have a higher value positionally for an outside corner. So I like Elijah Molden here, and I'm like, man, this would be a great pick. And I'd take that pick and be just fine. But there's some other guys available that I have rated way up on my big board. So again, just to put this into perspective, 
You know, if I'm just, I have Elisha Molden as my 48 player. Here we are picking 41. That's value, right? But man, I have the number 24 player on my big board. That is still a position of need. That's still available. I don't think he's going to fall this far. But he's got some injury history. You guys already know where I'm going. I can see it. <laughs> I can't pass. I can't pass on this guy. He's just too much of a damn playmaker. I freaking love him. You're drafted a quarterback at number three. Help this man. <laughs> Get him what he needs. I'm going wide receiver. I love him. I love this guy. Rondell Moore. I can't quit him. I can't. Tell me Rondell Moore and Trey Lance playing together is not the stuff made of dreams. It's everything. So I've got Rondell Moore. 49ers trade back. They pick up an extra draft pick. They're excited. Rondell Moore. Oh, watch this. What does he do? Oh, it's very easy to translate. Let's jump to the film. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ooh, gosh. <laughs> you got the penalty for holding and still got the separation. Watch him drive through this route. If I can back it up well enough. The long film. You'll see him. I mean, he's playing press. Stutter steps, beats his man, stacks him, and gets a holding call. It is still labeled to break off of the holding call to get separation. Look at this. He's pulling him with two hands. Doesn't matter. Whoop. Still got you. Got the catch. He's not going out of bounds. You got to love that mindset. He's fighting. He's a yak guy whenever he gets the chance. It's just playing time the last two years have been non-existent. Um, in the games he did play, he put up some pretty big performances before he had to exit with soft you know, ankle or a hamstring issue. But I'm telling you, this guy is alpha male written all over him. Rondell Moore is just too damn good. Uh, it's pretty impressive what he's been able to do. And I have, I'm super high on this guy, you know, four, two, nine, 40, 42 and a half inch vertical, 10, six broad, 6.683 cone. Gosh, it's bananas. What he's been able to do. 
I, I he's the number four wide receiver for me on my big board. And I, I I'm I'm head over heels. Yeah, I'm the biggest Rondell Moore fan there is. The injuries are concerned. Now the good thing is about his injuries, if there is a good thing, it's all soft tissue stuff. Uh, it's a calf. It's an ankle. Like there's no ACLs. There's none of that stuff. Um, so I think he's gonna be all right. He is small. You're right. He is five nine. He's small. I don't think he is five nine actually. Let me look at his his measurables. I have it have it here just because I want to be only five seven. He's small. But you put him in the slot. He can play outside. He can. Um, but you don't have to. And golly, there's there's just too much there that makes too much sense. He would be absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect to step in with Trey Lance. What oh gosh. It just makes too much sense for me. Just makes too much. All right. Uh Khalil Young. Uh, appreciate the gift, sir. He says, John, what are your thoughts on Tommy Tremble, the tight end from North Dakota? Man, he is fun. Um, he's a run blocking stud, two year starter, fullback move tight end guy, 6'3, 241. He is interesting. If you value a receiving tight end, you don't want Trimble, right? So there are some teams out there that's like, man, he would be a perfect fit. He's a run blocker only. He only had 19 catches um, this year. That's it. It just doesn't get the ball thrown to him at all. I have a third, fourth round grade. I think he goes back into the third round, early fourth round, because half of the teams won't want him. The it, but he's just so damn fun, Khalil. He, he's fun to watch. And you can see, you know, I, I've been on record saying a few times, if the 49ers didn't re-sign Kyle Juszczyk, Tommy Trimble in the second round, I'd be okay with it. It's a little early for him, but I would like it. You've got to, the guy's got something. And he's going to go to a Kyle Shanahan-type coach team because you just value that so much. And he's basically, you know, Charlie Warner for us. He's We already have that guy on that role. Tommy Tremble's much better than Charlie Warner. But is it worth getting that extra spot? If he falls to the fifth round, I think the 49ers take him. I doubt that they go third to fourth round for him. But who knows? Uh, you look at our tight end room. We already have Kittle. We already have Dwelly. We already have Charlie Warner. I think you want a fourth guy. But, man, it'd be nice to have. It's a big-time luxury, though. It's a big-time luxury. Uh, Niner by Nature says, John, do you like Debo in the slot or outside? I like him outside, but he can play everywhere. Brandon Ayuk, 100% outside. Debo, again, Kyle Shanahan's definition for an outside wide receiver is somebody that can press deep. Debo can run the deep ball. It's not what he's best at, but I do think he can do it. Um, so oh, hopefully that helps. Now, back to the mock draft. The 49ers got... Quarterback, wide receiver mix, you know, Trey Lance, Rondell Moore. I like it. We keep going down this draft, and somebody falls. He falls to pick 61. It's not a corner, so, so I see you. Um, my whole thing was this. I want starters, and I don't want any starters. I want this team to get better. I get drafting corner here, and, you know, again, I'm not trading up for a corner I have a third-round grade on. I'm not doing that. I'm not trading up for an edge rusher I have a third-round grade on. I'm not doing that either. I look at my board, and you're just kind of looking at who's available and you know who's there and all those things. There is one starter at a position of need that just fell. It's an offensive lineman. Now, 
We have our center for this year. There's no doubt. Alex Mack hopefully plays more than that. It's not a center. It's a guy that can't even play center. I think he's 100% a true guard. But I freaking love it. I have the 49ers trading back into the second round. I have the 49ers getting their number 82 pick, right? This was the second, third round swap, right? We gave up the 102 pick to get the number 82 pick whenever we swapped with Washington. And again, back to the Washington trade. We gave up 51 and 82. We got back. I'm sorry. We got 51, 82. We gave away 43, 102. So now we package that 82 pick with our fourth rounder, 117, to get back up into the second round. Why? Offensive guard Wyatt freaking Davis of Ohio State. He's a starter. You trade up to get a starter. He starts day one. Now you allow you allow your center guard tackle Daniel Brudskill to be the backup for the entire offensive line. That's great. You upgrade. Who's going to make our team better? A backup corner that I have a low grade on? I don't think so. Elijah Molden was gone, by the way. Kelvin Joseph was gone as well. So now we're into the third round corners. I don't like that. But you go get Wyatt Davis. And I freaking love it. Real quick, let me show you. I got you right here. Here's the proof. You want to see somebody that can reach and zone block like no other? He's probably the he's the highest run blocking guard I have in this draft. Not named Elijah Vera Tucker. Now the problem with Wyatt Davis is he's a guard only. I don't think you want to put him at center. But he is mean as hell. Here we go. Here's a clip. This is Wyatt Davis. Ooh, nice reach. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so, like, the questions you always ask when you're scouting is, man, this guy can't translate because of this, or what can he do because, and this is what he can do. I mean, just, that is so smooth, so easy, and it translates so well. If you run this, just watch how he seals this, this guy off. He's going to rotate over. I mean, just... He hasn't moved, and he already made up all of that space. So the coach has corrected the alignment defensively, right? We're going to put you in the correct gap. They do that. They shift him over and put him in the A gap. But watch how quickly, okay? I, I mean, he's already moved. This guy's just sitting. They're, they're not out of a stance. And you just see how quick he gathers that space to get to where he wants to go. Ugh. You see it. It's very translatable. Yeah. My whole philosophy is, how do I make this team better, right, as you go through this mock draft? And yeah, there's so many players that are available that can make this team better. But whenever you look at this mock draft, we went through two rounds. We got three players. You got Trey Lance, your quarterback for the future. You make Trey Lance better by getting him a true weapon as your wide receiver three. And we saw what happened when Debo got injured. We saw what happened when Brandon Ayuk was out, uh, you know, the first week and then the COVID thing or whatever else. You saw all those things. Your wide receiver three is gone, right? Kendrick Bourne went to New England. If Debo or Ayuk goes down, is the offense going to stall again? You've got to get weapons. Kyle Shanahan has vested more in the wide receiver position than any other position out there. Now, you could say, well, he's bad at it. Yeah, maybe he is, but he's got some hits too. Brandon Ayuk was a freaking home run. Debo was a home run. Yeah, Pettis was a miss. There's no doubt about that. But go get somebody that's going to help your offense not to stall. And here's my thing. 
if you hit at the number three position, the number three pick, if you hit at that quarterback, this whole draft is a win. So why not fortify? And whatever question marks you have on this offense, you fix it before the quarterback steps in. What if, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, gets hurt or whatever, the, the Trey Lance, Justin Fields, even Mac Jones, I don't care. Whatever quarterback lands with the 49ers goes in. What if Debo's out? Is this offense just done now? Get the weapon so the number three overall pick works. You get a guard in Wyatt Davis. You get a wide receiver in Rondell Moore. Surround it. It's the goldfish theory, guys. Quarterbacks are busts because sometimes the quarterbacks are just bad. Mitch Trubisky. But quarterbacks bust sometimes because they're surrounded by dog crap. Ryan Tannehill. You put them in an environment to be successful, they're going to be successful. You trust your evaluation. The 49ers have the best team. Every single quarterback is falling over their feet. Yeah, we'll do an extra pro day. Sure, we'll do an extra pro day for you. Just because they want to be with the 49ers. Yeah, I'll change my footwork for you. Yeah, I'll work with a different draft expert for you. The 49ers are the bell of the ball. The whole idea of this mock draft is to guarantee that number three overall pick is a success and has an easy transition to success. That's what, it, that's what it is, and that's why I did this. So, again, you look at this draft, Trey Lance, Rondell Moore, Wyatt Davis. Oh, and if you just look at the trade we made in the second round, the two trades, okay, we gave up. I would have picked Joe Tryon, which would be a great pick, and a fourth-round pick for Rondell Moore and Wyatt Davis. So the question you have to ask yourself, would you prefer Joe Tryon in a fourth, or would you prefer Rondell Moore and Wyatt Davis? Completely different positions. But for me, it made sense because this guaranteed the number three overall pick. Joe Tron's a better player. I think that he is. Just because it's a, you know, the edge rusher is way more important than a number three wide receiver. But again, who helps my number three wide receiver? This defense has proven to be great even with injuries, even without Bosa, even without Buckner, even without corners. The defense carried on. It was the offense that was the problem when we had those injuries. So that's why I'm trying to correct those behaviors and that idea. Get to the place where you insulate yourself to where injuries won't take you out of the playoffs and competing for a Super Bowl. And I think the moving up for a quarterback at number three fits with that narrative. I think drafting a wide receiver and an offensive guard fits with that narrative. That's what I like. Um... Now, a couple things, uh, a real quick question. Should we draft a running back in the fifth round like Chubba Hubbard? Personally, I don't think so. Um, I like Chubba. He's a hell of a player uh, from up north. But, man, the wide receiver room is stacked. I want cornerbacks. I want corners and edge developmental players in the fourth and fifth rounds. That's what I want. But you got a lot of picks there. Um, so, kind of take that for what you will. But And I, I will say this as well. You know, we have our Patreon hangout that we do every single month on Zoom. We're doing this Wednesday night before the draft. Draft Miss Eve, baby. We're going to be hanging out on Zoom, draft Q&A, just freaking talking, prepping, having drinks, uh, joking around, sharing some stories about past drafts, all kinds of things. So if you want to join us for that, patreon.com, head over there, 49ers Rush Podcast, join the Jerry Rice tier. We have a Zoom hangout before the draft, the Wednesday night before at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, again, that's for Jerry Rice tier members. And then we're going to have another one after the draft that weekend. 
So uh, probably going to be Saturday or Sunday night. Probably going to be Saturday, Sunday night. I want to be too drunk Saturday. I'm just telling you that right now uh, because we're going to be live day one and day two. Got all the giveaways. But, man, Saturday, day three, just go to relax, enjoy some of the last round of the draft, start working on film cut-ups and all that stuff there. So want to say thank you guys. Man, this has been fun. It was a long one. We went over an hour. Uh, hopefully you guys ain't mad about that. But, man, really do appreciate all the support. You guys are the absolute best. If you haven't subscribed yet to the YouTube channel, that is paramount. That is where we're going to be for the draft. That's where all the giveaways will take place. 49er-centric broadcast coverage. Days one and day two. We're going to start 30 minutes before the draft starts. Oh, I'm so excited. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for everything, all the support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.